Guys, are we on? Uh, I think we're on. I think it's on. Oh, we're back, This is baby. great. Because I've been, I've been waiting all week to share this news with you. Ooh. I have news. an awesome opportunity. I got this flyer. Can we see it? For the okay. audience, so you can see it. Um, I got this flyer. I'll just read it to you, so you, oh, you don't okay. have to strain your eyes to read it. Um, it's a new church that we're all invited to join. Oh, it's a called new Astrotology. <laughs> really? Ooh. That's actually what it's called. It's a well, it's a new church, I say, but it's new to our reality, oh, I not see, to I see. existence, it's not okay. to the the many planes of yeah, not yeah, to Zenu, not to Zenu, not to Morphdu, not to <laughs> Gorlock, and oh. definitely and not to Thor, not Thor. Fnorlosh, that's what it says, sorry, I'm Fnorlosh. new to the names. Sure. Sure. No, so good. I'm just going to kind of give you just a couple bullet points, brief history, again, what, what's on the pamphlet, um, and we can kind of decide if we want to join. Okay. Uh, so ready. it says it was created by a science fiction writer named G. Heffer Sunderberg, <laughs> okay. cool guy, who, I mean, I looked into him, it sounded like one time he told his wife that he murdered their child, Stoozy. <laughs> <laughs> but that was not real. That was he just that lied about lie. it. That was a joke. Okay, was that a was prank. a joke. Was a good, okay, okay. Um, if you join, like members get to talk a lot about their intimate life, you know, inside the bedroom. I mean, that's kind of fun. In fact, you're pressured a little bit to do that. Um, it's kind of strange. Uh, we also believe in the church. It says mental health doesn't exist so we can talk about your intimate life but not the stuff that you know you're making up this mental illness sure. talking about the real yeah. things that's like right uh Thinorlosh. so <laughs> right. um kind of sounds fun there's a lot don't maybe research it because there's a lot of like things a lot of misinformation a lot of things like prison camps and the sure. fbi and okay. the apocalypse which is coming um yeah. no that's on the way but things like if we we censored Wikipedia, that's not the case. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Oh, we? You're already in it. N- sorry, I'm reading the. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, just reading what it says. Yeah, it's verbatim <laughs> what I've said well, you, so yeah, far. Yeah. You've been yeah. reading, yep, yep. Um, but you're probably thinking, okay, so what are the major benefits to joining? I am. Right I now, am, you got I'm a little already, bit of a history. I'm already we, pretty convinced, but I benefits are just like an added bonus at this point. Well, especially <laughs> because. For the last four nights in my dreams, it has just been me in a dark expanse, and I've heard the name Thnorlosh being said by many, many voices from all directions. Yeah. And so hearing that in my waking hours is is kind of, you know, significant to me, but I'm, I still want to learn a little bit more. I'm still a little no, bit on the No, fence, absolutely. So. The church's uh, presence within our reality definitely sent waves through the dream space. So it makes okay. sense that you would have heard okay. that. That makes sense. Um, some of the benefits are you get to meet celebrities. Really? Oh, powerful people. That's not great. Who, who's uh, celebrities? What, what are some of them? Um, it doesn't have a list, but people you definitely know are okay. part of this. Is Jonathan okay. Majors, is that the one he's part of? <laughs> It might be. I think we're active. They're actively recruiting him. Sure, <laughs> that makes sense. He's um, he's exhibiting pro astrology behaviors. Yes, recently. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, he and another, Ezra Miller are top of the yes, list. Yes, top you guys know. Okay, so here's some celebrities you might be able to meet. Um, another benefit is you gain the powers to complete the greatest stunts in cinema. Oh wow! Regardless of age, you know that's, that's a power. Cool. You can strap yourself to a rocket and. You know, blow yeah, up in space cares? and still be alive. Um, <laughs> and also, the church will spy on whoever you want. You just ask them and they'll do it. Anyone? Awesome. Anyone you want. 
even, even like your your partners, you know. So <laughs> wow. it's kind of fun. That's kind of um, nice. So if you're interested, you know, I can send all of our information to to the astrology. Yeah, uh, astro. It's called astrology. You said astrology. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and again, hey, let us reach upwards. Uh, let us reach the upward existence of infinity and hail the king of ooze. Uh, Norlosh. Right. That awesome. sounds really awesome. Let's do it. Is Fnorlosh. it super expensive? Because I don't want to do it unless it's super expensive to, like, climb the tiers. Oh, you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It'll bankrupt you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. But at least when you go bankrupt, you don't lose your student loans. Those stick no. around with you. And they won't pay yeah. them off when you do go bankrupt. No. So. And when you die, they are put onto your family and cosigners. So <laughs> That's nice. But that's only from the stipulation of the religion, because typically that doesn't happen. But right. thankfully to astrology, when you die, your student loans continue to live on through right. your family. <laughs> well, thank you, astrology, for coming to our uh, reality. Uh, let's hope yeah. we can all reach that upward existence together uh, in infinity. And... Uh, let's get into another episode of Man Cave Movie Night. Now known as Astrotology Cave Movie Night. <laughs> Manpology Astro Night. to man cave movie night the only uh podcast sponsored by uh uh the king of ooze um i'm jared i'm niall lucas and we're here to talk to you not about religion not anymore instead we're here to talk to you about kick butt (laughs) action movies (laughs) yeah seven of them for some people for some people is a religion you know so Yeah. yeah big time um it is not a surprise to anyone who listens that this is one of my favorite action franchises, one of my favorite franchises of all time. Uh, we are talking, of course, about Mission Impossible, with which Dead Reckoning Part 1 has just hit the theaters. Part um, of four. So no. Yeah. no, no, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you pulled a fast one on me. They, they, dead Reckoning goes through ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten are all Dead Reckoning, part one through four. Great. Great. Well, I'd be here for it. Uh, we're going to be talking about, I guess, yeah, uh, our experience with the franchise, what we love about them, what we hate about them. You know, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Um, but let's jump right into just kind of the franchise itself, led by our boy Tom Cruise. He's not Tom. interested in astrology for some reason. Yeah, no, that yeah. is surprising. He's not he, at all. I think he signed to another team <laughs> agency. At some point, but, did yeah. you uh, Did uh, you guys see that image that I put on our Instagram story? I did. It was <laughs> him at a Scientology pulpit, like speaking like this <laughs> with yeah, his hand it was, up. It was really funny. <laughs> um, but I will clarify. So I think. For those who have not kept up with Mission Impossible over the years, you might Idiots. not be aware of this, but they're kind of almost as, like, a Fast and Furious style, like, re like a readjustment of the approach. 
where like it kind of seems it, at least what I'm remembering of Mission Impossible three, which I've seen one time in theaters when it came out Jeez. between that and four. It seems like there's not even like a tonal shift, but just kind of more of a, you know what? These are going to be a little more actiony and like big set piece type things rather than kind of these small contained espionage things. And so it's kind of like the the series exists in two phases of like the one through three and then four through seven, which is kind of this this altered era that honestly is so appealing. Oh, they're yeah. all cool, yeah. but like this new approach is just it it Way feels better. like it's coming up with the stuff and other people are adapting to it, you know? Like it mm-hmm. feels very much like it's Mission Impossible is still kind of pioneering the genre, which is super super cool to see. Yeah, that yeah. that was when they first started subtitling them too, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And all of the names have been bangers. Yeah. I think every single <laughs> yeah. one they've come up with has been awesome. So, Jared, you can say your things that you wanted to say. Well, yeah, I was just going to say it kind of comes maybe with just the time periods they were coming out. They've lost a lot of the camp that came with the 90s and early 2000s and have since in the 2010s and, and onward have gotten a lot more of a I don't want to say a grounded approach, but <laughs> instead of Tom Cruise, a bit, like in the second one, truly, I keep saying this, and it's unreal, he does so many flips in that movie. <laughs> Front flips, back flips, you name it. Necessary? Never. Consistent? Like, all, like always, you know? Um, impressive? Yes. Yes. Um, but you kind of shift from that to a little bit more of these big stunts that are really well executed uh, and feel more gritty and more real, right? Um, And I love that transition. Um, I think the first Mission Impossible feels a lot like the first Fast and Furious for me, where it's very iconic. You understand why it's so important in film, right? (laughs) I think they're both important in film. Big time. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, Big time, yeah. (laughs) Um, but at the end of the day, they're not the best and they've Mm. now found the rhythm, uh, fast and furious, both, (laughs) they found a rhythm that keeps delivering in their own ways. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, I totally agree. I think it's very interesting. That first mission impossible movie is so rad and it's interesting that it was directed by Brian De Palma who is the guy who made Scarface and some other, like, classics of the 70s. He's, like, one of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese's buddies. He was in that group group of friends. And, yeah, he kind of, like, set the tone for this. It's interesting how Dead Reckoning kind of harkens back to the first one as well, with, Mm. like, Kittredge showing back up. He hasn't been in any since the first one, which I didn't realize. Um, And, yeah, I think the second one is the worst one, pretty much... Like by a pretty good yeah, margin. margin, yeah. Because all the other ones I really like a lot, and so especially this new one. I, I think honestly, this might be a hot take, but I think the new one is my favorite. I it agree. might be my favorite movie this year. Ooh. I loved Dude, it. it was I loved it so, so much. Cool. I I seriously, and I've I've been seeing a lot of like on Letterboxed with with friends and things. I've mm. seen a lot of. This new one's awesome. Fallout's still my favorite, mm. which honestly I totally understand. But 
I think there was just something about Dead Reckoning that resonated with me, and I think I finally figured it out, which is three of the most beautiful and perfect women <laughs> in the entire universe stood in a circle with each other for a little bit. You had you had Rebecca Ferguson, Haley Atwell, and Vanessa Kirby all like looking at each other and interacting with each other and I was like this is unbelievable <laughs> this is happening right now I um <clears throat> I guess we're, we're, let's just talk about Dead Reckoning for a while and then we can get into some of our questions sure I think that's a good way cool. to kind of move further yeah and I, I want to know I am in the category of Fallout still my favorite okay yeah, I loved this one it was great Fallout it's not my is... favorite yet and and we'll, we'll talk more about yeah. it but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I watched this on IMAX. I don't know if you guys did that as well. We, we, did, we did as well. We totally worth it. it. Totally, <laughs> totally worth it. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. And Haley Atwell's first appearance is like a huge oh. close-up on her face, and she just turns yeah. around, and I literally was like, <laughs> "Dude, me too. I was like, I, I truly because I haven't seen her in a lot since like since early Avengers Marvel. Yeah. And I was like, I really kind of forgot oh, just she's how the Marvel you are. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I leaned over People to People kept Ian. talking about her and I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen her before. Yeah. She's the Marvel Like, chick. I don't know the and, name. And actually, the right, kind of CIA guy that's members. chasing <laughs> them the whole time yeah. also yeah. plays like the sergeant in the Agent Carter TV miniseries. So yeah. that's kind of a fun reuniting thing. That is funny. And they're married in real life, too, actually. That's not true. No, it's not true. <laughs> so. I was going to be bored. <laughs> um, yeah, she is the Peggy Carter, who is the lady that Captain America <clears throat> goes back in time to save. Or not save, but to live with in Endgame. And I leaned over to Ian, who I was watching this with, and I was like, I fully understand why he did that. Yeah. Like, I yeah. zero yeah. blame to Captain America for going back in time and reliving 80 years because uh, he's pretty based for that one, honestly. <laughs> totally. Anyway, moving on from Haley Atwell, this movie <laughs> was genuinely very incredible. Just, oh, man, there were a few scenes in particular as I was watching this where I was just like, this is so cool. This is just such a cool movie. And... The first time that really happened was that scene with all the, like, government agent boys as they're, like, sitting around and talking. Even though it's just, like, pure exposition, that whole scene I loved. And then once it's revealed that Tom Cruise is in the room and he gasses everyone, and then it becomes a whole other conversation between Tom Cruise and Kittredge, that was great, too. And I was just like, man, this dialogue is killer. They are totally knocking out of the park with this, just explaining what's happening and what's going on. And I loved it. And the other scene that really, like, kind of floored me was when Tom Cruise does the the stunt in this one, which is him yep. going off the cliff on his motorcycle. That, the way they play with the sound design in that is just so awesome. Because yeah. it's completely silent. Yeah. And I was just like, because you know it's coming, right? That's the one that they've really been advertising. They've shown behind the scenes and blah, blah, blah. But you watch it and it's just like, you know, IMAX especially, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is yeah. so cool. And then the yeah. sound comes back in when it's, once he uh, activates his parachute, and it's just like... Dude, and, the, and that sound hits you like a brick Oh, wall. it was so, like, boh. <laughs> oh, jeez. Man, a, such a it cool was movie. cool. I also, uh, not to give too many uh, spoilers about, like, actual things happening, but I said this in my Letterboxd review, I have to reiterate. 
I'm certain that it has happened in a movie, but I cannot pinpoint the last time my heart was beating that hard mm. as as <laughs> it was in the train sequence. When at the very end, yeah, of the okay, movie. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I truly was just like, I I don't know how this could be any worse. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, the perfect like example of the light at the end of the tunnel is there and it's moving away from you as fast as you are moving towards it, (laughs) you know? And it was just, it was just absolutely thrilling. I like, I, I, I was beside myself with excitement through that (laughs) whole sequence. That was very, I, uh, I love the stunts in this. They, they, Mm -hmm. I love the stunts in all of them. Obviously there's a lot of CGI, However, I appreciate how they try and limit the CG as much as possible with Mm -hmm. all aspects of it, not just like the Tom Cruise doing his own stunts and everything, but it seems like, you know, for example, the chase sequence through Rome, which we got a very similar one in Fast X, was way Mm -hmm. better in this because it looked real. It looked more real. It was way (laughs) better. They didn't have a giant bomb rolling down the street. (laughs) That's that's true, true. which which was a big strike against it for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I fully agree. However, I will say it is very funny that two Guardians of the Galaxy this year have driven massive cars down the Spanish Steps and destroyed them. In this one, it was Palm Clementiev's um, Mantis and then in Fast X, Vin Diesel's crew. So (laughs) I just think that's a very odd coincidence. Driving down those steps, it really was... I talked about this in the Fast X episode, how I was annoyed because one of the big Fast... Fast and Furious things is the practical effects using actual cars for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remembered in a certain shot of them going down those stairs, I was like, how hard would it have been to actually have a car going down that? And then to see this where you actually have cars going down that, I was like, okay, see, that's what I wanted to have, yeah. you know? And it just it it just felt so like they're bumping around and rocking and you're sitting there thinking, okay, not only are they going down this staircase, are they going to roll their vehicle? You know, like it's like there's having it actually happening adds so much of a genuine tension that it just, I don't know. I, that Rome sequence was what fast X could have been, you know, at least the fast X uh, Rome sequence. I don't want to say that I didn't (laughs) love fast X, Yeah, but um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in. A lot of what I loved about this one as well is how smart they played with the new technology villain of the movie mm, kind yeah, of thing. Um, there were so many sequences that were just really smart or and and kind of, I think maybe for me, set an expectation that we were going to get more of that and that was going to be the antagonist instead of this kind of other human individual. Yeah, Again, right. try not to spoil anything. Sure. Um, but like in the part with Benji pretty early on, mm. right? Oh, yeah. It was so stressful. Cool. It was so cool. And then like nothing really came of that, you know, or nothing really kind of came of, I wanted more of that kind of mental, I see, like I see, what see. is the big plan of this thing the and entity. how are we fighting against that? Instead, it was, it was still there, still present, still ultimatums Mm -hmm. the characters had to make and stuff like that um i think i just was hoping for a little bit more of that because it was awesome yeah yeah yeah. it was great and then 
there's so much going on, so many characters, that it felt hard to give, you know, some of the original characters, or even just all the characters, a lot to do. It was like every character had a little bit to do, mm-hmm. except for Tom Cruise, who did it all. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there'd be a scene where Benji's like, I'm going to go help, and then he just kind of shows up at the end of it. Right? Yeah. Things like that. And I'm like, I see, I see. I really, it feels like in Fast X, and this, I think, is just a problem with a two-parter, right? See, There's yeah. going to be more that's resolved further on, yeah. and I can't see that yet, right? In this part, right, in Fast X, <laughs> they're so different movies. <laughs> I know, but it's... so it's... funny that we're drawing these comparisons. <laughs> um, in Fast X, they had, like, Han and uh, Ramsey and them who just didn't have a ton going on. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, well, we need them for part two, so we just have to show have that them still exist. Doing stuff. Yeah, and so I'm like, they'll probably do the same thing for like Dead Reckoning part two, but for me, I just as far as a story like in one movie, all the pieces click in Fallout for me, and the big set pieces are there, the huge high octane action sequences are there, the cleverness of the script is there. And there's no loose ends. You get a helicopter there, hook there going be. inside someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that's kind of my. I think my justification of why I liked, you know, Fallout more. Yeah. And maybe with Dead Reckoning Part Two out, I'll say It'll, Dead yeah, Reckoning as a whole. Yeah. Absolutely, is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But at the moment, there's just so much that I was like, "Are we gonna? We're not following up on a lot of this stuff." Yeah. Or. I really wish I cared more about this one little thing. Yeah. But in the grand scheme, it it's kind of fallen short. So. Yeah. However, I I want to note that because um, we've gotten this is now by my count. Tell me if I'm wrong, but the third part one of two that we've gotten this year. I Fast X, Spider Verse, so. and then this yeah. one. Yeah. And, there may be more, but for sure those ones. Yeah. <laughs> and what I appreciated about this. One that I think that others could kind of improve upon, not even necessarily improve upon, but it just, it sits better with me that this movie, while still definitely having more to come, feels like an actual, like part one, this is a whole movie that has a beginning, middle and an end with more things that just still need to be resolved. Whereas... Fast X and Spider Verse feel like almost half just a story. half of half, a movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, okay, now it's over, and I have to wait for years for the next one to to come out. And that's always kind of like I don't think that's necessarily a problem, but I think it's cool when you can put together a story that definitely leaves more story to be told, but also leaves the viewers feeling entirely satisfied Mm -hmm. and i i felt that way leaving from this movie thinking like okay honestly if this were just dead reckoning and then they were like all right and then the next one's gonna be not just a sequel but kind of more of a direct sequel to this one specifically i'd be like all right cool like i'm i'm cool with that and i wouldn't have felt like you know, I, I, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm rambling. Yeah, like I, more of an Infinity War Endgame. Like, exactly. Pop on Infinity War. Don't need to watch Endgame. Yeah. But if you watch Across the Spider Verse <laughs> Part One, you're like, all right, well, this is not over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In the future, when I have them on Blu-ray or whatever, I, 
I feel like with Spider-Verse, I'm going to be like, all right, we're going to have a day where we're going to get together and we're going to watch both of them. Yeah. You know? Not just the first one or just the second one. I don't know. That's yeah, it, there's an interesting... Because it. it's like Dune is a part one and part two as well. And I felt like yeah, that was yeah. a very self-contained story. There's clearly more to come, but yeah, it's uh, it has a beginning, middle, and end. And I do agree with you now that it is like dead reckoning. It feels like satisfactory to me. Like they get the item that they're searching for, and like that plot line is resolved. But there's more to come because mm-hmm. they yeah. set up a larger plot outside of just that one part of it. And I don't know. We let's talk a little bit of spoilers before we get. Into the questions, I think. Yeah, skip ahead, like, I don't know, five minutes if you don't want to hear spoilers. Um, but basically, the I, and not, like, anything huge, but just the idea of the... What? what? Nothing, keep going. Oh, okay. Skip. <laughs> They're skip. Not, they haven't skipped yet. Oh, they haven't skipped yet. <laughs> You're about like, to hear spoilers. <laughs> yeah. But with the key, I... You know, sometimes there's, like, those little items in movies that they have to chase, and it's like, okay, come on, really? We have the yeah. hard drive, or we have the whatever. And they did a Fallout as well, actually, with the plutonium. But I think it works really well in both of these. Um, I, I thought the key at first, I was like, uh, I don't know about this. But it turned out to be something very cool, especially because they have, like, the person who tries to replicate it, and the fact that yeah. they're all stealing it and trying to sell it well, to there's each like, other. Yeah, there's, like, three different scenes with fake ones. Yep. So it's yeah. just like, all right, well, this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they made it very interesting. Right they made it very, very yeah. cool. And I'm kind of split on starting the whole movie with the scene, with the submarine, with the yeah. keys, mm. with the entity. Did you Did you hear about this? Because um, I have insider info on this. I don't. Let me just finish my thought really quick, and then I'm no, very curious. To... I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I, I felt like it worked for helping us as the audience be in on it, but I almost wished that there had just been the little flashback sequences so there was an air of mystery to what the key mm-hmm. went to because we already knew all that, right? And it was almost yeah. like, wait, did I, like, miss something with that submarine thing? You didn't. It tells you exactly what it is. But the, because the characters don't know what's going to happen with that, it's kind of just a little bit. Yeah. There's a little bit of a disconnect with that. Still, now having seen it, I feel like when I rewatch it, it'll be totally fine and I'll be yeah, fully invested. Speaking of, I want to rewatch it as soon as I can because it Me was so too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the info that I have about that. Apparently, opening submarine sequence was specifically filmed to be the beginning of the second movie Mm. or involved Mm. in the second movie. And the opening of this movie was just going to be delivery guy coming in and finding Ethan and him getting the mission, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which in that scene, if you remember, he gets the, he gets the mission and the, the thing is like, you need this key, what it's for and what it unlocks is of no concern to you. Just get it. And so it was kind of set up to be more of a mystery thing. Yeah. And then kind of a later in the game decision was to put in that submarine sequence before that to kind of, I guess, I guess. Like clue us in basically. Maybe focus groups or something were like, it was too confusing. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what was going on. Yeah. And so they included that. And I really see both sides of it. Yeah, me too. I get having that, but also having this movie end 
with them revealing, you know, okay, there's this submarine. And then it ends with them having the key and there's kind of the monologue going on. And then the camera just dives down under the water and just keeps going down and then reveals this submarine. Would have been way cooler (laughs) if that first scene wasn't there. Totally agree. And then if it had started with that scene, it would have been immediately giving us context like, oh, okay, cool. Exactly. Now that all makes sense. Huh. Yeah, interesting. So that's that's what I've found. I found that on one website and have not corroborated it, so it might be <laughs> well, false. Here's but... another another <laughs> thing they were kind of toying with doing was having a half hour de-aged Tom Cruise sequence at the very beginning of the movie, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. we had another action yeah, yeah, yeah. movie just do that yeah. recently as well. And so, I mean, obviously, yeah, it was, it was all right, but it worked for me. Part of what Christopher, Christopher McQuarrie said, the director was that it was yeah. distracting. Like his face was too distracting from the rest of it. And ultimately it didn't really add that much. So there's like brief flashes of flashback, like wave flashback in this, but it's not anything that would take you out of it or right. ex- an extended sequence where it's like, mm, I can tell that's not really how Tom yeah. Cruise used to looking like because I've seen movies where he's young. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's two trains of thought on that. I'm glad they didn't include that. But the bummer with this one is that they have only filmed some of the second part because they were doing them back-to-back but because of COVID and everything, it's just been a long, arduous process for the last three years getting this made. And they were currently filming it, but unfortunately, Not it anymore. stopped production because of the yeah. actor strike. So who knows? I am betting that this will not come out next year, and it will probably yeah. be 2025 when we get part two, which is a bummer. But, you know, that is going to be a lot of things that were supposed yeah. to come out next year that will be delayed. Yeah. Next year and 2025 for some of the longer production stuff. Oh, There's yeah. going to be a slump in 2024 and 2025. I, I think the one I'm most bummed about getting delayed and having their production halted is Venom 3, which was actively shooting. And now, unfortunately, no. it's getting pushed back almost Dude. certainly from fall. Venom is Craven still going to come out? Craven is, it... is fully shot, so yes, it is It is going to come out. Everything that's Good. already been... Oh, Good. thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. There's some and Madam Web as well will come out. Dude, I oh, hope that these that's... strikes make Sony go bankrupt. <laughs> too, so they I can't even that... release. <laughs> but then they wouldn't be able to release Spider-Verse Part 2. Because that's oh. not done yet either. Jeez. Just not Sony Animation. Yeah. I want that to split yeah. off. Sony be Animation its become thing. its own yeah, studio, <laughs> and then Sony Pictures live action just boils up and falls yeah. uh, falls away. Sheesh, man. Yeah. Anyway, okay, well, we've got some one. questions let's to talk discuss. About, yeah, some, let's talk about Very that. Very good. Um, I want to do mine first because I think it's maybe the worst of the three questions, so we'll get it out of the way. <laughs> um... And my question is that we've kind of started this trend almost once again, to make the comparison almost in the same vein as fast and furious yeah. <laughs> where it seems like every new movie kind of introduces a new significant cast member and they've been crushing it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Henry yeah, Cavill dude. was an awesome addition. So Rebecca good. Ferguson no. was an awesome addition. Um, Haley Atwell is a great addition. It's just been, it's been awesome, right? So, and all of them have been added in in different ways. They've had different roles that they're filling in. It's not just like, okay, here's the new team member, and this is a team member. There's Mm -hmm. always 
a unique and interesting dynamic with the new character, which I love. Yeah, I thought they did. Um, Haley Atwell's inclusion was great. They Haley integrated Atwell, her very Atwell was well. Sweet. Yeah. So I want to know who's an actor that you guys think would fit in to this franchise. And how would you fit them in? What would their role be? What would their dynamic be with Ethan? Things like that. I have an idea, and I think that it would be pretty cool, but I do not think that it would ever happen. However, I'm still going to pitch it nonetheless. I can tell by Lucas's grin that this is going to be absurd. No, I... <laughs> no, it's... I had a couple absurd... Not? No, it's not absurd. Okay. It, um, All right. It's uh, Weird Al Yankovic as Tom Cruise's son. (laughs) No, it's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as the agent who recruited Ethan Hunt. And now he is the bad guy of not a Dead Reckoning, but a sequel down the road. Because Leonardo DiCaprio is awesome. And I think having that kind of almost mentor um, relationship exploited could create some interesting dynamics. Also, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't really do villains. He's not really ever the antagonist of movies. That's Very true. rarely. And so I think it could be cool to see him go against type, but him as kind of like a suave, um, you know, secret agent man could be great. But I'm now realizing Leonardo DiCaprio is younger than Tom Cruise. So maybe that <laughs> wouldn't make the most sense. However, yeah. there are... Slaps and prosthetics yeah, on there. You don't have to, he doesn't have to be older necessarily, but he just had to have been in IMF before Tom Cruise. And so you could just use that as right. a justification. Regardless, I think he could be a really cool, like, action villain because he's got the suave, he's got the look. It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Who doesn't love him? And I think that could be really cool, just creating that kind of dynamic between those two characters. Or just having any sort of dynamic between that could, I think, be an effective villain in a future Mission Impossible. Yeah. No, I yeah. like that. I like that relationship as well it doesn't seem as hand-fisted as some of the uh like fast franchise mm. this is my brother and this is his uncle this is my brother and he's and white was... <laughs> and we have to spray paint him <laughs> yeah um mine i was also thinking and this is certainly a recency you know, availability bias. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mads Mikkelsen Ooh. as mm. a villain for one of these movies would be Dude, perfect. Good. So Mads good. Mads Mikkelsen is the perfect villain for anything. He ever. really yeah. is. He's so. really is. <laughs> <laughs> he just gives kind of creepy, uh, intense vibes. And yeah. he's also European. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> therefore, put those bad. together. You've got a Mission Impossible <laughs> villain, a perfect villain. Yeah, but having someone who just seems smart and calculated and driven, who, like, that's just been the formula, I think. And yeah. so, I maybe it's bad to be contributing to the same. Um, it seems like a lot of again, what you were saying, Niall, is they're pretty innovative and changing and coming up with new things, new ways to you know, tell a good story. And so maybe my answer is just, uh, is too formula. It's too, yeah. I don't know. And maybe that's how they subvert. The maybe that's, yeah, honestly, he's, he's not the villain. Tom yeah. Cruise is the villain. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. Just like we've always wanted. I, I will say along that line of the Tom Cruise's like character and just like his morality in this is like, really cool the way he's consistent yeah from movie to movie like he doesn't let his friends yeah. die he doesn't let people die 
unwillingly. He'll murk a guy in the middle of his noggin if they're a bad guy. But yeah. he's he's very nice and good about, you know, being nice and good to people when he needs to be. And I love True. that that's consistent with all of his movies. Well, and so Niall and I this summer watched four, five, and six kind of in yeah. preparation. For my first times, I had not seen them. Not even four? Yeah. Not, well, I'd seen four well, yeah. one time in theaters when it came out. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it'd been so like 12 years ago yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's kind of watching those recently and seeing this movie pick up that torch and continue it. There's some little things that just were more powerful, especially mm-hmm. the line in this one where he says, like, again, he always protects his team. Like, he will ensure, like, you won't die, you'll be okay, you know. Like, we'll make it through. And then this time he was like, I can't promise that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can't promise that you're going to be safe. I like it. I have to to kind of accept that. Yeah. That just hit so hard. Mm -hmm. It was was nuts. I loved it. Um, My pick for an actor is actually an actress. (gasps) Um, this Niles is just looking up hottest actors hottest alive. <laughs> now, that being in mind, this answer is going to be really funny. Um, but I was thinking we need someone to come back in as the head of the IMF, right? We need somebody to come in, but I want somebody who's in long term and maybe kind of a la Alec Baldwin at the beginning, but this is kind of more stretched out, wants to kind of shake up the IMF and isn't cool with the lack of oversight and is basically like, no, we're going to kind of do things the way the government does them, you know, Mm. and kind of reels things in. But also at the end of the day, trusts Ethan and his team. And so there's kind of like push and pull there. Bring in Francis Mcdormand. Oh, (laughs) Definitely she's, hottest, hottest woman in so so my hot, opinion. Dude. Put her in a room with, uh, with Haley Atwell. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, man. oh, man, I wouldn't be able to contain myself. But I just think that, I, I don't know, again, that's not really like a new role for a character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to be as, like, this is one of those franchises where really there are not a lot of things where I feel like we can say we could have done it better. Yeah, you know? yeah really. They find, Definitely. they find really cool creative ways to bring people in. Um, I just like Frances McDormand, and I feel like she would just... She would sit really well in this franchise, mm-hmm. and that's how I can see her coming into it. But really, whatever they did with her, I would be totally on board. But again, it's like... These movies are so creative in their casting and the ways that the characters relate to each other that it really is like it's hard to come up with something that sounds cooler than something that a Mission Impossible writer would come up with. Yeah, yeah honestly. So. Christopher McQuarrie, the guy who directed this one and Fallout and is doing the next one, also co-wrote uh, Top Gun Maverick. So, And he's got a lot of writing experience on like action stuff. Yeah. He's uh, he's a good good egg. Yeah. So, good answers, y'all. I like them. Thanks. Yeah. Let's do Jared's next. Let's do mine last. Cool. Okay. Yeah, my question, um, well, I just want to know, what is your, <laughs> what? what in your life feels like an impossible mission? Mm. Um, and how can I, at your friend, <laughs> as your friend, how can I help you 
uh, overcome that? How can I be your Benji? <laughs> Cat, how can you? No, I'm just kidding. Let's let's save that for post credits. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Why? We'll save save the tears for post credits. Save the tears. Save the the reminiscing. Uh, no, I was just. My real question is: I want you guys to pitch Tom Cruise's next big stunt, mm. right? Like, truly, it seems impossible to get bigger. And and I do appreciate this for this franchise: is every time it gets bigger, it doesn't necessarily get like bigger. You know, like right. we don't have to go to space. We don't have to right. like have a submarine. Like, like we, he, Tom Cruise doesn't need to put his hand on a torpedo and push it away. It's, <laughs> sure. No, sure. he's just riding his bike off of a cliff, a literal yeah. mountain. It's something that it's so anyone sick. could do, just no one would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it's an impossible long, mission. Those long shots of like the camera following it, and there's yeah. no cuts, and you're like, oh, so this is real. This is real. Happy cheeks, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh, they are filming him falling through the sky right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a camera guy who is parachuting next to mm-hmm. him, you know. So you cool. good, you good, Tom. Yeah, with those, an uh, IMAX camera. I don't know how that's even <laughs> the uh, the halo jump in Fallout. There was a cameraman just falling with them mm-hmm. he yeah. was just yeah. doing it well in the sh- that shot specifically walking back and like you know yeah. tom cruise starts running yep. and just Camera continues falls off and then he shakes yep. yeah yep so unbelievable great. so cool i love that okay so new so stunts. let's pitch so you know? funny you should let's mention see. space because tom cruise wants to go to space for one of the stunts in these movies and of course he does he's a scientologist <laughs> that's where he lives <laughs> yeah. he's uh, like, we can take my aircraft he wants to fly up to <laughs> his justice craft. league watchtower <laughs> where he, yeah where he and the other scientologist <laughs> leadership reside um yeah. however i think they could do space well and in a way that's cool and well done versus Fast X or Fast 9, F9, the Fast Saga, did not do it yeah. well at all. And, well, honestly, yeah. they could do it even with the next Dead Reckoning oh, where totally. it's like, okay, we don't have the key. Somehow they lose the key. We need to access the entity. We cannot access it with our computers because of the whole analog issue. Mm-hmm. The mm. only way we can do it is by going to the satellite oh, and getting that things be really cool. like from that. You know, that would be very. That's like, someone's like, "That's impossible," and he's like, and then they kind of he says, "My middle name is impossible." Yeah, we get that a lot. So either a space or an underwater. An underwater practically done could be. We're su- I'm certain we're getting that. In yeah, the and the next one, one with the submarine. Oh, oh. There's going to be a very awesome I, I underwater like something with yeah. these like breath holding records being broken with Avatar: Way of Water. Tom Cruise Tom probably Cruise is like a challenge. So we're going to write a water thing. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a water thing. Christopher, write a water thing for me <laughs> so that I can break the record. I can stay underwater for 45 minutes and be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Under hypothermic temperatures. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the water is zero degrees. Okay, so your pitch is a space thing or a water thing? Yep. Okay. Those are um, good things. Those are good they? things. What I, other elements? <laughs> space and water, my two favorite elements. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, mine is actually a different element also. Wood. I don't know the situation that would justify this 
but I know that it's a thing that Tom Cruise would be like, no, yeah, I'll do that. And the whole team would be like, really don't. don't. Yeah. Be like, no, I'll do that. I'll Which is find a reason for him to need to repel into an active volcano. Oh, like in <laughs> like Star I'm, Trek, literally like in Star Trek, yeah, but for real. <laughs> but for real. Yeah. Where it's like, there's some reason that we need to get down there. I don't know, Christopher, you write it, mm-hmm. but get that dude into a volcano and then have his repelling equipment start to malfunction. Or like you see the carabiner starting to like pull like and melts, stretch. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah. okay, now out of nowhere, I have a 60 Benji? second timer <laughs> yeah. and I need to complete whatever I'm doing down here and get out before this carabiner breaks. Boom. Carabiner breaks. Now he's free soloing inside of a volcano mm-hmm. and he just has to get out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It would be awesome. That would be wild. That would be really cool. Um, Yeah. I want... I'll pitch... I really just want something very similar to um, uh, Top Gun Maverick. The, like, fast flying in a tight space. Nice. Like, the trench run, you Uh know what I mean? Kind of deal. Where he's... Like... And it could be on... I want it in a plane. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I want another plane thing. Um, like a fast just like plane those... like that? Or just like I a mean, little most one? most planes are pretty fast. <laughs> but it like have to be like a fighter. <laughs> yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> but just something where we can get these long takes of him like d- inverting and like flying down and pulling up right at the last minute. Oh. You know? Uh, but he's actually doing it. Stunned. But he's actually doing it. Because he can it. fly a plane. Yeah. They didn't let him fly him for Top Gun Maverick because military's like, no effing way are you going to fly these multi-billion dollar fighter jets, Thomas Cruise. But he got his little and scene at the like, end. He got his yeah. little scene where he got to fly his own, his very own actual plane. I'll put you on Xenu's nice list <laughs> if you let me fly the plane. I'll save you in the last days, my friend. Yeah, you can be one of the 140,000. You and I, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would be awesome. Flight plane thing could be sick. I think that that would be very very cool if he did. That. I don't think we've gotten. I mean, we got helicopters, but yeah, as far as Ethan Hunt, yeah, I don't think he's airplane? flown a plane himself. Actually, Mm-mm. not on camera. Not on camera. Yes. No. Uh, Harrison Ford also has his pilot license, and he flies planes. Yeah, he flew Air Force One. No. Well, in that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. In the movie, then yes. <laughs> Cool. Anyway, yeah, that's cool. uh, good. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Honestly, let me something as simple as rock climbing done like well, you yeah. know, and put those those clear indicators of what needs to go right, and then yeah. showing those things not going right mm-hmm. turns a scene. You know that that thrill is going to be there. And that's yeah. what this franchise is great with. Yeah, so. dude, that rock climbing scene having a conversation where it's so like, cool. no, this carabiner can handle this much weight. And then and, maybe, like, he he gets to the bottom and he's thinking he's going to be rappelling out, like, a chest or something. And it turns out it's a full person or whatever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's got a person it's on like, him. We, he's doubled up the weight. That would be cool, too. Him free yeah. climbing with a person on his back. That would be Jesus. insane. <laughs> that would be great. I like all of these ideas. Honestly, I would love to see all of them at any point. And recently, Tom Cruise came out and said... You know, Harrison Ford just made a, an Indiana Jones movie, and he's 80 years old. 
so I've got 20 more years to catch up to him. Which, there was a little bit of an implication that the Dead Reckoning movies would be the last ones. And that is not the case. There, he says he wants to keep making these as long as he can. Which I think is awesome. Because these movies are awesome. So, my question for you is, how do you think we resolve how do you think we end this franchise tom cruise is 80 years old he's still banging and bong and they call it mission impossible the last one for real for real this time how <laughs> what what does he do what's his mission how does it end does he die does he retire so, what, what what do we got humanity is living in a colony on the surface of the sun mm. That's how this is just in it. real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the time this movie comes out, this is what's going on. Okay. This is what's happening. Yeah. I actually... We had to move out there so that uh, IMAX theaters could be the size of a plane. <laughs> yeah. It's IMAX, IMAX projectors are projected onto the side of the Earth as uh... it has experienced the heat death of the planet's core. <laughs> no, but that was a joke, the sun colony thing. Oh, Give me a second to think. Jared, if you have any ideas, go for it. Yeah, so here's here's what I don't want. <laughs> I don't want them to make anything after Tom Cruise. Any of yeah, like, I totally agree. Uh, any Mission yeah. Impossible, any spinoffs or anything. Um, so I'm I'm fine if in the end, uh, it's him passing on the torch. You know what I mean? This implied, you know. Yeah. Like in Dark Knight Rises, with uh, Batman to new Batman. Robin. It's being bad, but we can hear it. Yeah, we can hear it. On a delay. (laughs) 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 On a significant delay. No, no, I think we're Yeah, you're good, you're good. Okay. So he passes the torch. I am fine if in this final movie, it's him trying to, like, becoming the director but then the organization fails or something and mm. he has to be on those front lines with the people, you know? He's, like, giving their mission should they choose to accept it, IRL, and then he's like, I'm about to self-destruct in five minutes. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. have him, my, this change of the guard, uh, have him uh, kind of mentor the next group. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I don't want any other leading people in this franchise, you know? Yeah. yeah it would just be so hard to get behind it if it's just, yeah. I'm a 20-something-year-old, you know, up-and-comer. Yeah. I yeah, totally agree. I, I And so it can be done. It can be done well. It has been done well. It's Yeah. It's similar to my idea, which is basically have him become the director of the IMF. Yeah. In like the end of a movie or whatever. And then the new guy that he's, you know, kind of instructing, he's like, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is blah, 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 blah. He lays out this crazy mission. And the guy is like, kind of new, maybe a little green. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm a, like, sure, but you're not really going to send me to do this. This is like, Nobody can do this. This is ridiculous. Why would you send me? Why are you sending me to do something while you're going to be here, you know, sitting comfortable? And if it goes wrong, whatever. And then homie pulls out a gun and he's like, who said I wasn't coming with you? Oh, Let's go. It's like, baby. He's the director, but he's still, he's still a field operative. Missions, you know, 
And then you just call it there, where it's like, okay, yeah, he's the director and he's a field operative, yeah. but obviously this dude is too old for us to keep making these. <laughs> I think the best way to do it is kind of leave it there. It's not like a yeah. big conclusion of like, okay, he's dead or he's fully retired, but just kind of like keep it true to the character while also giving it an ending of like, okay, he's the director now. That's his finish line, mm -hmm. you know? I let me take one more stab. At let, it let's hear something. Go, go. Okay. Okay. Final movie. He is the IMF director. Okay. There's a new Ethan Hunt, someone who is crushing it. Someone who's, you know, every mission they give him, he knocks it out of the park. He's talented. He's gained a reputation, you know, everything like that. But then Ethan noticed something like, what about those launch codes? You know, they're gone. This guy was supposed to get him. Uh-oh. That's right. The new Ethan Hunt does go rogue. Oh, and so now but rogue Ethan in a Hunt bad way. Has to, you know, <sighs> take up that, take the gun out again and go do his own mission, impossible mission, to stop the impossible mission that he assigned to the guy. Uh, I love that. Cool. That honestly like seems that. very feasible in that something that like they something could they totally do, make. For sure. Um, what would be cool also, just for the sake of continuity, is the new Ethan Hunt is the guy that brought him the mission at the beginning of this one. The guy that, oh, was, that interesting. at the yeah, very yeah. end, he was like, okay. welcome to the IMF, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, it's this new guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Just for, like, fun yeah, continuity, because yeah, for... they, they like to say, like, okay, here's this character, this is part of the universe now, you know? And so it could be kind of fun yeah. to have that connection. Like, he's like, I remember meeting you one time. What, you don't recognize me? I brought you your mission yeah. at the beginning of Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> and he's like, oh, duh. Oh, right. right. The seventh installation the seventh, of the franchise. The seventh of 17. <laughs> Gosh, how could I forget? See, that's a good question of how many more of these they're going to make. I think they could pump Three. out another seven. Seven. Another seven, seven including Part 2. So that they have... I think they're going to do 15 total. I think we'll get 15 Mission Impossible movies before Tom Cruise Well, the other thing that we need to retires. remember is Tom Cruise has access to the Scientology medicine, so he's going to live to be like 890 years yeah, old. Yeah, that's very true. And he'll, and he'll still look sick. He'll look great. <laughs> he'll look how he does currently. They can't figure out anything to get his teeth to be centered, but they can figure well, out how to Well, they're a little too centered, forever. which is the problem. <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> right. They're not they're not splitting center yeah. when it's taken they're taken center stage for sure. So there were a couple of times IMAX with big close up shots where his face is like, you know, sixty feet tall where he was like talking and his teeth were kind of showing and I was like, dude, that is so weird. It's not as bad as it was, dude. Pre braces Tom Cruise know, was yeah. wild. Yeah. Um anyway enough of what goes on in the inside of his mouth we know enough about that already outside of his mouth in the yeah, last, in the last install Lucas. installation this i think both of your ideas are great however i think the way that the whole thing should end is similar i guess i don't want to spoil any other movies in case people haven't watched them but he fails the mission and the world ends he, yes <laughs> the entire earth just <laughs> just gets sucked in on itself <laughs> that would be wild I don't think that would be very Crazy. satisfying. I, I think if it came down to it, you know, he's a little bit older and IMF is doing great. I don't think he's the director, but he's still a loyal agent who has to go rogue because that's how these missions are always made up in order for him mm -hmm. to actually do them. 
And the final sacrifice has to be made by him, and there's no way around it. But he's able to save all of his friends, and he dies. And, you know, because in every mission it talks about how there's no celebration or whatever, you have to deny it. There's just a little funeral with him and whatever of his buddies are still alive, Benji and Luther. And it's just them. They're like, same old Ethan. And, you know, he sure. is able to sacrifice Benji's himself. Got his, er, Luther has his black fedora on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that way there's no, like, oh, then we're going to make more. Because when there, there's, like, yeah. two sides of the coin. Because there's times when you're able to make a conclusion to a franchise that passes the torch. However, yeah. then there is always those studios that come along and be like, Maybe we might could. Uh... I see money. Exactly. So that if you kill the character profit. in a way that's like, yeah, they're definitely like obliterate. Like they're not, it wasn't like, oh, they got shot in the shoulder, so maybe they lived. It's like, yeah, they're dead, <laughs> dead for sure. They were melted in a yeah. volcano and you, you saw their you bones them get broil up. Yeah, exactly. So that there's but no still question. At the funeral, you see behind a tree somebody kind of watching his own funeral. Well, that would be. If they did that and that was the last one, actually, that would be so lame. That would be so lame to tease something that will never come. But I think it could be really cool if they did kill him off in a way that was satisfying and conclusion. It was a good conclusion to the whole franchise. I think that's because the other thing is, you know, he does all these yeah. stunts, he does all these impossible missions, and. You know, maybe one of them he just has to die in order for it maybe to. Maybe it really is too. Maybe it is impossible this time for him to do it and. Does live. he get? How does he die? Does he get ripped in half? No, I think he gets blown up. It's a bomb situation, where. It's a bomb situation. I he, was thinking it was like a Captain America situation, except he's uh, a normal person, so he just gets like ripped in half. <laughs> oh, with the helicopter, he's just like, yeah. or something like that, you know, where like he's holding two things together, and he becomes the bridge that Benji and Luther have to walk, walk across. across, and then Luther steps on his head, and it cracks his head in half, and then he rips into two pieces. It's like in this one, the train. He's holding the two pieces of the train together. Exactly, and he becomes the connector. Piece. He, he becomes the, the connector piece, and you can kind of see his arms starting to flay. And then you see yeah. his organs I, start to seep out of his creases yeah. that are opening up. And you're talking, up. I mean, because, because Tom Cruise does his own stunts, you're saying yeah. Tom Cruise This is how Tom Cruise is going to die. He's going to rip himself in half by trying to hold a train together. A real-life train. On IMAX. <laughs> On IMAX. And it's going to be slightly out of focus because it wasn't a great take, but, like, what can you do? Yeah. They didn't have can't any. Can't do it again. Yeah. Can't go again. It's like... Yeah. So okay. Anyway, so Lucas wants Tom Cruise to get ripped. In <laughs> Actually, in real life, to die. Um. <laughs> no, I think a bomb probably makes yeah, sense. a bomb or something like that. That would be a way to do it tastefully. Yeah. Without just showing him like crumple, <laughs> like unceremoniously just shot on in the, the floor, neck, and it's know? just like. <sighs> Which, by the way, another spoiler for Dead Reckoning coming up. So skip ahead like one minute, minutes, or just stop listening because the episode's pretty it's much over. End. But they, the death scene, and the way they handled that was so good. Of um, Rebecca Ferguson's. Character. Oh yeah, I was like, who dies in this movie? <laughs> oh dude, yeah. I was. I was like, that's how you freaking do it. Yep. You crushed it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Palm also died, but like. No, she didn't. Yeah. She didn't actually. <laughs> oh, die. that's right. Yeah, because he well, was like, we still oh, got yeah, a he's pulse. Like, She's still breathing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So she'll be back. I'm sure. Uh, cool. 
she'll be back. I'm I'm excited for her. She'll be pissed. <laughs> her Joker. I, I her Joker in this was already one of the better Joker iterations we've gotten in recent years. But True. Now she's gonna be Joker. Hashtag Joker reformed. True. This wow. Is what the spinoff of her character is gonna be, which I'm really Joker excited Joker Unlimited. <laughs> Joker Unlimited. Well, cool. Joker Legacy. Well, if you want to be around to see all of the upcoming Fast and Furious installments, uh, I can promise you uh, Life Infinite uh, through Astrotology. Um, Mm. Feel free to sign up. Um, You can sign up on our Patreon, actually, which is crazy. That's like Uh, a $30,000 down payment. Yeah, but then after the down payment, (laughs) it's only $3 per month. It's only $3 per month. and For the Astrotology tier, it's $30,000, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get to shout out Kel. Speaking of, oh man, oh no, we I gotta didn't shout get the out our Kels. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. There's Stall only one Kel, but there's, there's only one lots Kel, of but shout there's outs. lots of shout outs to her this week. We appreciate yeah. all of you for supporting us. If you'd like to support the pod, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/ManCaveMovieNight. You can also do that on the Spotify app. And if you enjoy what you yeah. listen to, feel free to share it with your friends. You know. Give yeah. it to a friend. You Say, can hey, also find hey, us on friend. Here's this podcast I like. Listen to it, you idiot. You're not listening to it already. Listen to yeah, it. Yeah, we're not friends anymore. And then you, you can give idiot. us a five star review, which is always helpful and good too. It helps our algorithm in some way or the other. I'm pretty sure about that. So yeah, yeah. In one of the ways. Just support Thank us. Thankyoumovienight.com. We're begging you. Mancavemovienight.com is a website. We are also on the YouTube interface. YouTube. So you can check us out there. And um, last but not least, we Enough just stalling. want to give a huge shout out to Kel uh, from Easy Lob, Britton Inkley, Riley Allen, Ian Martin, and Hannah Steed. One day, so one, one day in a few Kel. years, when we're so big that we just have thousands of people, we're just gonna take hours and hours yeah, to do this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> talk back about to a three hour the topic episode. for five minutes, <laughs> and, and then the, the rest, rest is just gonna be reading gonna people's be names. Hey guys, Huge did you see uh, Mission from... Impossible uh, 16? Yeah, we saw it. It was good. Anyway, um... <laughs> shout out to. Uh... Yeah, it was fun. Shout out to okay. Shout outs. Uh, yeah, so if well, you want to give a shout out to Kel, support us on Patreon if you want to, you know, make it. We already said all this already. So $30,000. We and we'll say it again on another Man Cave Movie Night Monday. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.